Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Man of the Post podcast. Before we get going this week, I'd like to uh, thank everyone that voted for us in the uh, the FBA uh, pre-polling for the shortlist. We didn't, unfortunately, make it, uh, but we'll be back next year. Uh, we're coming for you, FBAs. So with that said, I'm Juice Ross, and joining me today, we have Colin, Adam, Greg, and even Tom is here. Hello, chaps. Hello. Hi there. Tom, where you been? Been uh, busy uh, scouting. <laughs> Fair enough, we'll leave that just for that. That can mean anything. Um, I want to start this week with... Um, Certainly uh, not sure. women. <laughs> Empty glasses. Yeah. I'm sure we're all aware of the Michael Owen story this week. How he um, hashtag hates movies. Greg, as a, uh, a film student and a training film teacher, this must hurt. I, what made me laugh is one of them Seabiscuit. <laughs> I think someone must, must just have gone to and said, you like horses. Yeah. Watch this. You're going to love this. It'll be brilliant. At least start with Black Booty and move on to Seabiscuit. Yeah. So what I want to know is from you guys, what film would you recommend uh, Michael Owen sit down and watch to really get him into movies? Um, Let's start with you, Greg, as the uh, the film buff. Oh, Christ, put me on the spot here. Yeah, sorry. Let's let's go to the DVD collection. Oh, right. What... This has a lot of injuries in it. <laughs> um, Reservoir actually, Dogs. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs would be perfect. Um, yeah, he hasn't injured his ear yet, so that that might make him feel a little, little bit better. That or I reckon, I reckon Moneyball, because then he might realise that he was maybe a bit overpriced for the major- <laughs> majority of his career. Good choices. I should say, the film's... Uh, that he's watched Rocky Ghost Cool Runnings Ghost <laughs> yeah Rocky and Cool Runnings great films uh, yeah Sea Biscuit, Karate Kid Forrest Gump uh, Jurassic can... Park isn't it yeah Jurassic Park as well I think there's one more I can't remember what it is now but how can you hate these films are you telling me he hasn't seen Two Headed Shark Attack <laughs> that's an absolute classic <laughs> what are the nor has he seen Sharknado. Or what about Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus? <laughs> he probably loved these films. I love it. <laughs> these, these are what we're coming up with instead of The Godfather or Star Wars. <laughs> well, he's obviously bored of the mainstream film, so he, need to, he needs to branch out and watch, you know, something yeah. about a giant shark in a tornado <laughs> in people's houses. Is that your choice, Tom? Any sort of film like that is my choice. Yeah. They're so bad, they're good. <laughs> a bit like his commentary. <laughs> That's just bad. Uh, Colin, what do you reckon? What would you recommend for Michael Owen to sit down and watch with you? Well, well, I think I'd probably play it safe because I don't want to give him anything too taxing because it might blow his mind. So, <laughs> Into I mean, his head. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine Michael Owen watching Memento? 
<laughs> Christ. <laughs> or seven. You know what I mean? Um, I reckon Inception might kill him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could ask him to work out how the flyers get in the vault in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> I'd, so I'd go for something simple. I mean, and uh, everybody loves this film. Who, who doesn't love a bit of Mick Dundee? <laughs> of, so, uh, so, so I'd sit him down and make him watch Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> nice. They'd probably ask you why they're all talking Australian, though. Maybe the, the Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles was that a third one? Yes, that, <laughs> but that was terrible. <laughs> Adam, any choices for me? Um, I'd make him watch Mean Girls. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> That's just because, there. just mainly because I did a, one of those BuzzFeed quiz things where it said, "Can we guess your secret?" and they said that my secret was that I hadn't watched Mean Girls, and they're right, I haven't seen it. Oh, not. So you haven't seen it. If it's a modern the pa- masterpiece, and that's why my Chloe needs to see it. <laughs> Excellent. I'd go with something like uh, Super Bad or anything like that. You can't not enjoy those films. There's a film called Space Chimps 2, Zartog Strikes Back. <laughs> that sounds good. Something for you to do this evening, Tom? Yeah. I haven't seen the first one, though. Get on the uh, I, don't, I don't think it'll matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the football then, shall we? Um, we'll start with this one. Uh, Tom, you can go for your toilet break already. Uh, Greg, you can just uh, take your headphones off for a second. Southampton 8, Sunderland 0. Uh, wow. Um an amazing own goal in this one. But, that set yeah. the tone, didn't it? That was a beautiful finish. <laughs> what I liked was the the commentary from Jonathan Pierce was ridiculous. <laughs> he just talked about, yeah, the, the, they say it, when, when in doubt, pull it out. But with that with that poise and that body shape, that was going in from the moment it left his boot. <laughs> you are talking shit, Pierce. <laughs> I like him. I like Putin's <laughs> tweet before the game, or well, the Saints FC one. Uh, it'll be difficult because Sunderland are strong oppositions with good defence and organisation. <laughs> Not quite. Ross, what was the name of the player who scored the own goal? Uh, well, there was two. The first one was uh, Virginie. Just checking. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Liam Bridcart with a second own goal later in the game. Two goals for Pella, uh, one for Cork, one for Tadic, one for Wanyama, and one for Mane. Victor Wanyama scored, that's enough. <laughs> that wasn't even the eighth, that was the seventh. Although, watching it on Soccer Saturday, I think it was Paul Merson who said it was a travesty that the, uh, that third goal wasn't given to Pele. But how could you possibly give it to him? You watched it on Match of the Day, thought, no, there's no way that could. Like, it's literally it's come off a defender, the goalkeeper's tried to save it. Yeah. So many things. Then Alan Shearer pipes up. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a striker's goal. Huh? <laughs> Uh, Saints just confounded critics, haven't they? Everyone thought they were going to struggle. They're third. They're, uh, what's, the, what's the difference between Liverpool and Southampton? <laughs> what point? Southampton was? did sell their best player. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and replacing with loads of players on another team. 16 points from eight games, 14, plus 14 goal difference, second best in the league. Obviously helped by an 8 0 win, but still. Sunderland were just shambolic. Yeah, I saw people calling for. Poyet's head after the game. It's a little bit reactionary. What's he supposed to do? Yeah. (laughs) In all honesty, if they get, if if those players, like he said about how he can learn so much from it, and he's learned a lot from it about his players, and how some of them are given up. What if they have given up? What can he do? He made three changes at half time. Yeah. 
There's nothing else he can do. Understandable. He, he's not allowed to make any more changes than that. <laughs> if players have given up, I, I think that if it's a one-off and you see that he does, he does maybe weed out some of these players. He drops players, makes changes, and perhaps maybe fortunes turn around in, in some way or another. Then, mm. then you've got to, you've got to stick with it. I think you're right about it being reactionary. If, however, we're five, six weeks further down the line and results haven't turned around and or another situation like this occurs, mm. then you've got to ask questions. Yeah, you spot on there. It's normally the sort of freak result I get on Football Manager. <laughs> when you a, go on a like a six-match unbeaten run yeah. and you about two goals and then you're at home to Hull and you lose 4-0. <laughs> Brilliant. That, ha- that happened about an hour ago, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, still, I'm still quite annoyed about that. That's a fresh wound. Uh, well, let's talk about Hull. Uh, they beat... Oh, they didn't beat... They drew with Arsenal 2-2. They almost beat Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal saved by a late, late well-back goal. Yeah. One win in seven for Arsenal this season. It's not looking glorious, is it? No. Yeah, they're, they're still sick. That's, when you've got a banged-up Nacho Monreal playing centre-back, <laughs> you've got to ask questions. Yeah, they've got some issues. They're, they're AGM this uh, this week as well, and fans are not happy with where money's gone. And uh, Ivan Gazidis claims they're not sitting on a lot of money to spend. Uh, I don't know. Things aren't looking good for them, really. They've been linked already with... Uh, the Ro- Is it Andrew Robertson from Hull? The guy that played yesterday. They're being linked with any sort, any, any centre half. At one point, I saw them being linked with Joseph Yobo. Wow, is he in Turkey still? No, when he came back to he played for Norwich, didn't he? Last season oh, yeah. before they went down, I think he was back to being a free agent again. That's the kind of level that's, Arsenal need, definitely. That's why they were being linked with him. Anyone <laughs> who was a free agent because they could sign them. Oh uh, yeah. When they were Tarn being linked, probably with... a free agent. <laughs> He's only thirty-two. So Campbell's not doing much. <coughs> Hull are a decent team, though. Yeah, they are. We said this a few times this season. Said, said at the start of the season that I, I remember us, most of us agreeing that they'd made the best signings out of most teams in the transfer window. Mm. They, well, they're, doing, they're doing all right. I mean, they're nothing. They're not setting the league alight, but I'd fancy them to finish in the top half. But they've they've signed people like like Diame, who will he's a, he, he's mercurial. He was an absolute firecracker, but he can just disappear. Mm. So, but they just take the points on the table when they're there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Tom. Be, I think they'll definitely be safe for season. Arsenal really need to up their game because it's not good enough, is it, for a team that should be challenging? They spent that money in the summer. And they spent some of the money last year as well with Ozil, and they've got Welbeck and Sanchez. And... The thing is that so many of their questions, their decisions in the summer can be they're so questionable. Mm. Going into the going into the summer, everyone said that they needed another centre half. Yeah. So they did. Not only did they not buy one, but they sold one. Yeah, and bought a striker. And then you could claim that they replaced him by buying Callum Chambers. Yeah. But then you've only replaced him, and then you in that case you haven't got a second choice right back because you've loaned him out to West Ham. Yeah, which makes very little sense, really. He's a fairly decent right back, Jenkins. I, I can understand the sense of not having him in the team because you can't be carrying a third choice right back. No. But you need to have four centre backs in your team. So yeah, minimum. You can't, you can't have a second choice right back who is also your third choice centre back. 
<laughs> no, those numbers don't fit, do they? No. Uh, let's move on then to Man City. Uh, Greg, you particularly enjoyed this game yesterday. Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> let, jo- let John Moss referee every game. <laughs> I missed this one. Time. I was in bed. What happened? He was, he was having the time what of didn't his life. happen? <laughs> Four penalties. Four penalties? Four penalties. Um, two, two, two of them were. <laughs> well, um, which, let's go through them one by one. Right. Well, what that... happened first? Greg, well, the first... The, the first one was Lampard, and I thought he was savagely attacked. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that one was a bit soft. A bit, <laughs> just, 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 just a tad, yeah. Call it yeah. generous. <laughs> um, the second one was uh, oh that one was quite funny that was was that Eunice Kabul that was the definite be, penalty that being the slowest man in the universe has still decided <laughs> to dive in <laughs> two feet off the ground that one was quite funny always good the third one was Tottenham's one right. that was which, outside the box and not a foul which was outside <laughs> yeah which was outside the box and That's nothing going for it absolutely nothing not, yeah. going the baseball will put that and one didn't down didn't Soldado handball it as well I'm sure they'll probably. Have, probably. Anything else wrong with it? Offside, probably. <laughs> and, then, as well. and then the fourth one, I'm having that as a penalty. It's yeah. not a red card, though. Well, it depends how you interpret the laws of the game. Is, is it a, goal score, a clear goal scoring opportunity? He hasn't uh, even got anywhere near the ball. I was the ball gets squared across to him and he taps it in. Seeing, yeah, for me, that was red card. I think I was just saying that because I was in a, a pub full of Spurs fans. <laughs> so, of course, it's a red card. Um, <laughs> But yeah, if you go by the laws of the game, then I reckon Fazio should have seen red, which he did. So yeah, two, so two of the four justified. Yeah, it was quite quite funny. <laughs> I, um, Soldado missed his penalty, which will only serve to boost his confidence. Yeah, that was um, the Eric Le- goals last season. Eric Lamella had a fantastic <laughs> first half. Um, me. <laughs> Me and Tom played in a six-a-side team, which lost 10-1 during the week, and we nice. both played better than Eric Lamella. <laughs> um, he, he gave for the first goal, just miscontrols it 30 yards from goal, and they, he gets the ball nicked away from him, one pass to Aguero, and he scores. And then he, uh, he's the one that savagely assaulted Frank Lampard for the penalty, first penalty. And then, and then he just served to ruin any sort of attack Tottenham had with a poor first touch or a misplaced pass. <laughs> <laughs> 31 million well spent then. It was, yeah, fantastic <laughs> stuff. I, I, I do want to take a, take a minute to talk about how good Aguero's got two goals for open play were. Yeah, four goals for Aguero in a game. He's so good. Is he the best out-and-out striker in the league? I'd say I, so. I, I mm. thought he was the best out-and-out striker in the league last season. Yeah. And he was injured for a lot of that. I I I I'd say he was probably and has been for maybe the last two seasons slightly underrated the best player in the league. It's very hard to disagree, isn't it? Really, he just, he just takes over games if he's in the mood to, and he often is in the mood to. He's got. I, I'm fairly sure his before he goes through savage injuries, like you say, mm. um, his goal scoring even before today, I think was. Below one every ninety minutes. All right, before at the weekend, before the kickoff, it was a goal every one hundred and eleven minutes. I think. I uh, just gone over then. Yeah, I'm, but I'm then he scored four in. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that was one every twenty. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I'm, I'm not having that he was the best striker last season. That was Suarez. That, yeah. that, that's a given, I think. But I don't know. This season, what would you say? Diego Costa? Maybe? That's good. They're, I don't they're know. different types, aren't they? Aguero. Mm. Diego Costa finishes, finishes chances. Yeah. Aguero makes them for himself and then finishes them as well. Aguero make, makes something out of nothing, though, doesn't he? Yeah. You, if Aguero is anywhere in around the box, you think he can create something. Mm. That first goal was brilliant, wasn't it? That's exactly what you're talking about, isn't it? Aguero uh, at times could be truly unplayable. Mm. Is it already a two-horse race? Chelsea yeah. on 22, City yeah. on 17, and then the, the nearest realistic challenger, Man United on 11. <sighs> wow. Well, we've got Liverpool there. <laughs> In 10th place, yep. Yeah, 10 points. <laughs> they You've got to rely on Liverpool in the league. The only chance of Liverpool winning the league Damn. is that they either get two two dodgy own goals away from home every week, or their customary penalty at Anfield. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, yeah, Liverpool have got thirteen points. Uh, the thing is, though, I do hope after this match, Lampard just takes Pellegrini to one side and say, "Look, I know Aguero got four goals, <laughs> but, but he did he did miss a pen." <laughs> and, and I know this guy who takes cracking penalties. It's me. <laughs> well, he's got an injured now, isn't he? Did he go off with a thigh injury, I think? He did. It's bad, bad news. All right, where should we go next? Let's go to Chelsea. They beat Crystal Palace 2-1 uh, away from home. Uh, two red cards in this game. One for Asper Equator and one for a Crystal Palace player, like I remember. Uh, Damien Delaney. 2-1, uh, not a resounding victory but Chelsea have struggled at Palace in recent seasons so I think I'll take the points and get out of there quick I thought that the um, the referee was poor in this game Pure, I say, I'll tell you why purely because of the way he managed the situation the whole game Aspilicueta completely deserved to be sent off that was a, a shocking challenge mm. but um, uh, I thought post game Neil Warnock had a very good point about the the challenge that was put in by John Terry that went unpunished, <laughs> and then when that's followed up by a challenge that Delaney later makes, and he talks himself into a booking by walking away, telling the referee not to talk to him. <laughs> but the reason he he's I think that he's in that state is because he's angry because he he knows that the, as soon as the referee wants to talk to him, he knows what's going to happen. Yeah, the referee wants to book him, and he's sat there thinking. I've not done anything worse than what John Terry just did. Mm. And so he's he's got himself a stupid yellow card, sure, but if, maybe if the referee had booked John Terry, we, we wouldn't be in that situation. Yeah. I, I can see where Warnock is aggrieved from. Colin, you chuckled then when you... Oh, Warnock. Well, no, no, I was chuckling at the John Terry tackle. All oh, right. I mean, it, it, I, I, I'll be honest. I thought it was a thing of beauty. It was a, it was great. It was so mistimed. It was unbelievable. <laughs> um, and but the thing is, I just thought John Terry was hilarious in this game because the thing is, if, if you see, the camera angle was perfect, right? So so as Equator, it's a clear red card, right? There's John Terry in the ref, and he's saying, "What, what the?" What are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Da, da, da. Meanwhile, then it's kicking off, isn't it? Between mm. Fraser Campbell and, and um, Fabregas, they're getting all tasty. And so then the, the ref and John Terry realise what's going on. Massive melee. The linesman gets involved. 
And then you can clearly see John Terry's pointing at the ref to the linesman saying, your fucking mate is sent as pull equator off. It's like, what's he doing? And it, it, I just thought it was great. I, and I love a little bit of a little bit of fighting going on in a football match. John Terry's 500th game as Chelsea captain. I, I also thought, again, a, a point I meant to make, with, with the Delaney second booking, that the referee wasn't going to send him off until che- the, the Chelsea players did their typical yeah. surround the referee. Yeah. I thought that was supposed to be stamped out of football. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry, I think. But that's it's... why rugby is such a greater sport. <laughs> yeah, right, up until some, right up until someone smashes someone in the face unconscious on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, those tiny little refs have all the power against those men mountains. Uh, okay, Everton 3, Aston Villa 0. Adam Everton back on the winning trail. Yeah, I told you we were playing well. Villa continuing their cracking form, another 3-0 loss. That early season form seems a long way off now. Uh, minus eight goals for them this season. Uh, goal difference uh, in 11th place. But yeah, Everton up, up at 12th. Nine points from eight games. Ross Barkley yeah. played. Ross Barkley played, looked very good. Goal from Lukaku. Another one from Jags. What else could you have? You can't <laughs> stop him. <laughs> what more could you want? No. Fairly comfortable win by all accounts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very much so. In the last four games, Aston Villa have shipped 11 goals and scored none. <laughs> wow. And lost Fabian so, Delft to a shoulder injury as well. He's out till uh, the new year, which could be an issue. Big time. <coughs> yes. Okay, uh, what else happened on Saturday? West Ham beat Burnley 3-1 away from home. Burnley's woes continue. Uh, West Ham, though, doing bloody well this season. Uh, fourth in the table, or third in the uh, Fourth in the table, yeah. Not going bad for Big Sam and his boys, is it? Sarko's got six goals in six games. So what happens when you play the West Ham way. <laughs> Can I just say, um, as we're recording, it's Sunday today. Yes. Um, happy birthday, Big Sam. It's his 60th birthday today. He's 60? Yeah. Looks alright so, so, to be honest. Best wishes from, like from Man of the Post. Anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Burnley looked dead and buried already, don't they, really? Four points. They're, they're as bad as QPR. I thought they, they don't want to, be to at least be competitive. But they don't want to be there. They, no. just, want, they just want to cash the checks. They looked in the first game against Chelsea. They looked, they looked a bit threatening. And then in the next game, they missed a penalty, didn't they? And they looked a bit threatening. But now they're just, they're just so nothing. Yeah. They've just got nothing. They've no... They didn't look like they're going to win games. They didn't look like they're going to score goals. About two goals this season. Yeah. In all competitions, I think as well. Two goals in what, two two and a half months of football. Yeah. But from this game, reasons to be cheerful. England's Carlton Cole back on the score sheet again, <laughs> knocking in the third. <laughs> yeah. If England ever have a striker crisis. <laughs> This guy's got experience, you know. Yeah. We can sadly recall <laughs> Carlton Cole. Just wait until they can bring Carlton Cole and Andy Carroll off the bench. Oh, total football. Uh, yeah, yeah, more likely. Uh, what else happened? Newcastle beat they beat Leicester one nil. Uh, a Gabriel Overtown goal. That just sounds very retro to me. I didn't realise he was still at Newcastle. It was going to be a weird day as soon as 
they had to delay the kickoff for an hour in case the big screen fell fell down. Yeah, what the hell? That's fine. I, I was so confused with this game because I got to Soccer Saturday a little bit late. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> it was. I was looking on my the app on my phone and it said it was a three o'clock kickoff, but it wasn't telling me. Instead of saying the score, it still had the kickoff time. Mm. I was confused that there was no Sunday night, Saturday night football as well. <laughs> Just confusion all around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. I'm just looking at the pictures now. That the screen had been dislodged by the wind, apparently. Surely, it's it's normally quite windy in Newcastle. Up north. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Newcastle win. Pardew keeps his job for another week. Uh, if they're still in the bottom three, yeah, they are. Seven points they've got this season from eight games. Uh, today's games then. Uh, QPR two, Liverpool three. Liverpool. Quite lucky, can we say? Quite. No, I... <laughs> they, you know they've been lucky when their manager and their captain says in the interview that they didn't deserve it. <laughs> uh, what I liked was, I can't remember his wording exactly right now, but the, the question they came out to Brendan Rodgers in the first, in the beginning was, um, did the better team lose today? And, and he went... And he, he tried to make it sound like he wasn't going to call QPR the better team. <laughs> But then, basically, yeah, basically, he well, they didn't win it. <laughs> okay, yeah, faint praise. <laughs> uh, Richard Dunn scored his tenth career own goal. Well done, finally made double figures. Uh, and there's an own goal for Stephen Corker right at the end after a pretty good fight back. Uh, is it, uh, Vargas scored two, and uh, about three minutes. Um, Vargas let down though by a shocking tattoo, isn't he? Adam, just behind his ear. Yes. Air Jordan symbol. Air jo- it? it looks like the Air Jordan symbol to me. Mm. Strange. Yeah, suspicious. <laughs> um, it wasn't just the, the the play in the second half. If anything, in the first half, QPR were even more dominant. Really. Leroy Fur hit hit the bar twice. From about three yards out. <laughs> yeah. Impressive. Um, and they, they Glenn Johnson cleared one off the line as well from um, Charlie Austin, which should have been in doing so should have been a penalty and a red <laughs> did, card. Yeah, ref probably couldn't see him because there's about five players going he for basically, the ball at the same time. He basically scissor kicked into about like, as Tom says about five players around about genital height. Only <laughs> <laughs> um, John Moss was the ref, no? <laughs> but um, when you're being torn apart by by Bobby Zamora you've got to be really afraid of Cristiano Ronaldo and Gareth Bale who are only four <laughs> days away oh my god <laughs> and Kareem Benzema and just the rest of them as well <laughs> James Rodriguez oh, uh, how much running is Henderson going to have to do in this one <laughs> <laughs> you better have his pedometer on for this he's going to set records He's just running everywhere, and Tony Cruz has just sent, stood in the centre circle <laughs> on his own, just passing the ball around willy-nilly. I've only got a footballer as a dog running around your feet. <laughs> um, but it wasn't just, like, the, their ability, and then in the second half, to defend a high ball was just non-existent. Mm. Selling Suarez shouldn't have had this effect No, on this but... team. <laughs> But but Lovren should be able to head the ball out instead of just up. Yeah, I'm sideways. sure we could do that last season. I'm sure that's why they paid so much money for him in the first place. 
You remember when they signed Balotelli and um, Brendan Rodgers, Rodgers tried to claim that he was the one who had managed to teach him how to defend at corners? Yeah. Maybe he should try and teach his centre-backs that. <laughs> he should probably teach Balotelli how to score an open goal as well. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> Still no goal for Balotelli this season. No Premier League goal. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, he scored that one against those um, mighty European oppositions. I don't even know what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe right. Liverpool's given them, them the respect they deserve. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Liverpool's players are just tired. <laughs> yes, Raheem Sterling played uh, almost the entire game today. Looked, he was probably their best player. They're pretty fit. Oh, he's nice and well rested, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. um, Colin, you mentioned before we started something about uh, Alex Ferguson tired players story. Yeah, this is from. Uh, I'm not going to claim credit for this. This is from Match of the Day Two Extra. And um, a journalist asked, Alan Shearer was the, the pundit on it, a, a journalist asked him, you know, about burnout, you know, and Shearer was like, I don't understand the word, Just <laughs> I just play. And um, the journalist said, there's a, there's a story about Sir Alex Ferguson, who I think it was when Schmeichel was coming to the end of his career. He says, look, right, he said to three players, one of them being Schmeichel, look, go and get, get some sun on your back, take a week off, go somewhere nice and warm. Come back nice and relaxed. Mm. So I said, yeah, cheers, Gaffer. Peter Schmeichel went to Barbados. Nice. Another, another player went to Dubai. The third player was Paul Scholes. He went to the Lake District. <laughs> well sunny there. To be fair, he's from, he's from there, yeah. up north. He's ginger. Where do you want him to go? Uh. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> Doesn't want to come back and not be able to play because of sunburn injuries or exactly. sunstroke. That, that's also very. Um, so Wenger used to do a similar thing with Thierry Henry. Mm. In the around sort of January time, he used to send him away for for a week or two. Well, well for him. Also, Michael Owen popped up on this. Uh, yes, that's, I'm just trying players. to find that quote right now. Yeah, it, it's saying I never, I was never rested. Yeah, but you had six month layoffs every season, it seems. No, it wasn't. It was worse than that. It, there's another quote where he said, um, "People talk about burnout, but can anyone tell me of a player who's actually ever been burnt out?" <laughs> what, literally? <laughs> no, I don't think he means that. But what I think he means is that he doesn't have any mirrors in his house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you surely can feel that pain in your knee still, Michael, and your hamstring. <laughs> Oh, God, I don't know. All right, the, our final game today then was a uh, 2-1 Stoke victory over Swansea. Uh, not a bad game, actually, but Tom, you have an issue with uh, Tom Carroll in this game, don't you? Getting outpaced by uh, Charlie Adams. Yeah, well, Charlie Adams ran the whole length of the pitch and Tom Carroll hasn't caught up with him. <laughs> so that's, that's enough about his performance, I think. Yeah, just retire now, I'd say, really. Uh, Victor Moses, did he dive? Yeah, he did dive. Yeah. It was a clear dive. Gary Monk is furious. <clears throat> it won in the game, though. Uh, Mark Hughes is side up to 10th in the table. This, the winning goal features some hilarious goalkeeping yeah. from uh, Lucas Fabianski. He is, he is one for that. He sort yeah. of left it and dived. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if, if Jamie Carragher tried to do some analysis on it but just kept laughing. Just couldn't really form an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, nothing else to take from this game? Uh, no. No. Fair enough. Let's move down to the Football League. Uh, it's time for your break now, Adam. Uh, we'll go to the Championship. Colin, the, the 
football weekend kicked off on Friday. Leeds lost uh, to Rotherham. Darko uh, Milic still searching for his first win as Leeds boss. Any bright spots in this game? We saw the appearance of the uh, elusive Adrian. A little lively. Well, yeah. If, if games lasted 45 minutes, Leeds are all right. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, the first half, it was, all, it was all Leeds. But it's just in the second half, I think Rotherham would work Leeds out. And, uh, yeah, it was sort of... Uh, all hands to the pump for Leeds and uh, yeah 2-1 loss not great as you say we saw Adrian the wonder kid um, apparently the wonder kid uh, yeah he's he's Brazilian so everybody thinks he's great um, <laughs> Rocky Junior the last Brazilian to play for Leeds he was fantastic as well. a World Cup winner yeah um, <laughs> I don't know we'll, we'll see see how uh, Adrian does but um, he's very lightweight how did I didn't see the game? Um, how did Ryan Hall get on? Former Leeds player, obviously uh, uh, released last season after claiming that he's happy to be uh, not playing and taking his money. He got subbed off Ross. Ah, um, <laughs> so uh, he, he was sort of uh, trying a bit in the first half, but yeah, he got subbed. He played like Ryan Hall. Then. Fair enough. Yep. Um, what else happened in the championship? Anything? Uh... Birmingham continued their good home form. Lost uh, they've won one home game in the last 24. Jesus Christ! They've lost imagine a having a imagine having a season ticket at St Andrews <laughs> and seeing your team win once in a year. How how is couple couple that with living in Birmingham, <laughs> which is bleak enough as it is. Yeah, and, and Bolton as well. They were bottom of the league before that game, weren't they? Uh, yeah, uh, the Neil Lennon factor. <laughs> yeah, um, but Wolves threw away a three-one lead, didn't they? Uh, away at Millwall, two uh, late goals for Millwall to equalise. There, Millwall playing in their um, their uh, camouflage kits for the first time. I think it was a help heroes kind of thing. How was that allowed? What just having a new kit in the middle of the season? No, being allowed to wear camouflage. Oh, Napoli do it as well, don't they? That doesn't mean it's okay. Tim Howard does it. <laughs> that just still doesn't mean it's okay. <laughs> I would also claim that there's, there's, but there is a difference in maybe a goalkeeper trying to hide himself. <laughs> you should always kind of expect the goalkeeper to be there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's an odd one, but it obviously works. They managed to get a couple of late goals. Wolves couldn't see them coming. Um, Brighton lost to Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough are doing all right this season. Uh, third, third in the table. Watford are the new leaders of the championship. Um, they beat. So the manager will probably get sacked next week. Three 0 <laughs> They've got a new manager there now. They're on their fourth one, and it's October. They're doing better than us for managers. Who is their new manager? Jokovic. Slavisa Djukanovic. Djukanovic, that's it. I know his name. I don't know who he is. <laughs> Fourth head coach in 37 days. Wow. Uh, League One, I want to quickly mention uh, Sheffield United, and I'd like to get your guys' opinions on the uh, the Ched Evans thing. Um, he's been offered this new deal. I'm not sure if he's accepted it yet. Uh, five grand a week, a couple of years' contracts. Obviously, it's a quite a hot-button topic, as people say, but should he be allowed to continue his career? Fair enough. What does Judy Finnegan say? (laughs) (laughs) 
on loose women. I think she's she's in agreement with you, Adam. As actually, I think it, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Cause, um, What's difficult about it? No, it's a, it's because it's a thorny subject, isn't it? It's a thorny topic, and so I think my point of view is that the only way you can deal with it is to to go down the the legal route, the judicial route, and say, look, he's committed a crime. He's done his time. That's it. So now he's free to play. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. He can't, you can't stop him playing football. It's up to clubs to hire him. It's the same with exactly uh, it, Ma- same with McCormick. Who was was he drunk driving when he killed those two children? And yeah. now he's playing in goal for someone in League Two again. Uh, Plymouth, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's so exactly. He, our, my problem is with the people who are trying to put out petitions to say he can't play football. If a club decides that signing Chid Evans isn't worth the hassle or, as everyone knows, he's going to get absolute dog's abuse from the stand and they think that he won't be able to handle that or they don't want to be associated with that, then then that's fair enough. They're essentially making those based on their football decisions. Yeah. But they shouldn't be making that decision based on the fact that a petition has gone around trying to ban him from playing football. But to be fair, if if I was a Sheffield United fan, I wouldn't want him at my club. There was a good point Emma made on the uh, the Extra Time podcast. Uh, she said when <coughs> Portsmouth went to Plymouth last season. I was at that game as well. Yeah, she said there Luke, was Portsmouth Luke fans Mc... chanting murderer, was there? Yeah, Luke McCormick got absolute dog's abuse when he came down towards the away end. Yeah. Which which got the the, the home fans um like singing support of um, Luke McCormick, which I thought that didn't sit too right with me. I mm. mean, he's killed two children, and then he's got thousands of grown adults singing his name in front of children. And it's, yeah, that's that's the point uh, she made. It's, it's not I, yeah. for the children to see this. They 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 understand what he's done, and he's you see these people supporting him for what he's done. The the other thing as well is why is. Ched Evans so closely linked to Sheffield United. I know he used to play for them and he was under contract with them, but that contract was written off. Mm. So why is it about whether he plays for Sheffield United or not, which is what the petition seems to be all about, or any other club? I mean, is a Sheffield United beholden to him to, to re-sign him or something? Or No, he's I a free agent, isn't he? So Lee Hughes was, wasn't at Notts County before he went to did his time in prison and came out and if they, they would have taken a chance on him. So he could he could go anywhere then? Yeah, he's effectively a free agent. He can sign for any club if they're willing to take the what comes with signing Jennifer's now. I think we all know what the ideal situation would be. Sheffield United sign him up and in the first game back someone breaks his leg and he can't ever play football again. There we go. <laughs> Sorted. The voice of a nation. Fair enough. Uh, League 2 then. Pompey, how did you get on yesterday? Not so uh, well. Uh, no, it's been a quite a bad run recently. One win in nine. Yeah, you're not which, happy with uh, Andy Orford and his tactics, Greg, are you? Oh, tactically, it's been abysmal for late. 3 5 He's been persisting with this 3 5 2 formation, which uh, everyone can see hasn't been working for a good while. Mm. Um, I mean, if you look, it's, you're not getting the best out of some of the, our better players like Danny Hollins and Jeb Wallace, who, you know, on their day are the best players in the league. Mm. And that formation is not getting uh, enough out of them. It's not creating enough chances. And he's playing it because it makes us you know, more solid at the back. But, you know, yesterday's result doesn't particularly 
attest to that. <laughs> we lost three nil. Um, we can't score any goals. And we can, yeah, if you're not gonna, we we we're not creating nearly enough chances. Scoring less than one a game. Yeah, two, two goals away from the... home all season. Wow. Um. So yeah, I can't wait to go to Shrewsbury next week. <laughs> I'm absolutely buzzing. Oh, they're doing the table. Oh, they're seven. Oh, they're doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I looked at Twitter after the uh, game just to look at all the Pompey fans, and uh, everyone seemed to agree that three five two was just completely wrong. And you know that must be wrong because Pompey fans never agree about anything. <laughs> Everyone's normally got their own individual opinion, but everyone <laughs> seemed to be agreeing that three five two is the problem. <laughs> yeah, he seems to be sticking with it. Strange. Tramway down at the bottom of the league too. I didn't think they were that, doing that badly, but strange. Uh, fair enough. Any other any other stories to mention from English football? Before we uh, Colin has a, an Argentinian story to tell us about. You know why Tramway are at the uh, bottom of League Two? No. Guess who they sold uh, earlier on this year? <laughs> Their Premier League striker, Akpro. <laughs> Who's he playing for now? He's playing for Shrewsbury. So. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> He's got one goal this season, so I'm sure he'll quadruple that tally, tally on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Colin, tell us about the, uh, well, there's some lively action in Argentinian football last week. Yeah, I'm an avid follower of the uh, third tier <laughs> of Argentinian football. As we and, all no, I actually picked this up from the Guardian website, so uh, you should actually genuinely go there because there's a, a great YouTube video of um, of what happened. But it was a third tier match between uh, Deportivo Roca and Cipolletti. Right. Um, I'll cut to the chase. Twelve red cards. <laughs> um, and if you actually see the video, uh, the, the first couple of sendings off are fairly innocuous. They're not too bad at all. Um, and then uh, a player decides to, to run the length of the pitch, attack a fan who'd come onto the pitch, and then it all kicks off. That, that's when the video gets tasty. So, um, yeah, it's, it's worth a view, that one. But uh, I think 12 red cards, that might be a record. <laughs> I think, I think the, guy that runs, the guy that runs the whole length of the pitch is the guy that gets sent off second, and apparently he's chasing the guy that got sent off first down the tunnel, but then someone gets in the way. I think that's what happened. Very odd. Well, um, we'll I'll post a link to this in the uh, the show notes on the podcast. People can check it out for themselves. I'm sure the YouTube, the video's on YouTube, probably, isn't it, I think? Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, cool. I'll put that in there so people can see that for themselves. <clears throat> okay. Um, any more for any more? Or are we done? Sounds like we're done. Okay. Um, well, I want to say... Uh, Go and check out the uh, Extra Time podcast that uh, came out uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday when you're hearing this podcast. Um, they, they did an excellent job. They talked about some of the um, the Albania and uh, Serbia uh, controversy from last week in international football. They also touched on Chad Evans' thing as well. Um, uh, Chris has got quite a good uh, knowledge of the um, former Eastern Bloc states and their football. So uh, go and have a listen to that. That's very good. It'd be, uh, I reckon it'd be a good person to have on a pub quiz team. Yeah, he's got if strange search, knowledge. Yeah, that's good obscure knowledge. Mm. Well, maybe if one of us uh, drops out of the eggheads. <laughs> oh, yeah, should we mention that now? <laughs> We've applied to go on eggheads, by the way. We will keep you informed of this uh, as we know more 
But yeah, you could be seeing us on the TV screen uh, sometime soon. <laughs> We've all got our specialist subjects. We're not quite sure what they are, but we'll figure them out. <laughs> I, don't, I still don't understand how this show works. So. <laughs> At least we, at least I now now know that if there is a group subject where we all have to work together on one thing, that thanks to Greg, we can't do the English office. <laughs> well, I'd I'd like it. <laughs> Obviously, it's but it's just I prefer the other one. It's, it's pretty much the same as most quiz shows, Adam. You've got uh, you get a question and you've got to answer it right. And if okay. you answer more questions right than the other guys, then you win. Thanks to thanks to Colin, I'm well versed in this format. <laughs> yeah, we've had two years of experience in this. We might bring some bring back some of your quiz shows, Colin, for future podcasts. We haven't done to, one for a while. Just to warm up, yeah. Do you think you can prepare one of those for next week, maybe? Do, do you think some of my quizzes are the ideal preparation for eggheads? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it depends whether you have the answers right or not. <laughs> the, the thing is, I, I'd, I'd absolutely love it. First of all, if we got onto eggheads, and then second. There's a question that comes up on Hope Solo, <laughs> <laughs> and we screw and we, and we win it on a Hope Solo question. Amazing, that'd be the dream. We'll just cancel this after that. Just drop the mic, walk off into the sunset. Done. <coughs> uh, so yeah, we'll keep you updated with that. Um, of course, make sure if you're checking us out on iTunes, you're downloading us from there. Then please leave us a rate and review. Uh, if you leave us a five star one, then Colin will send you a man on the post fridge magnet. They're very exclusive. Hardly any people have got them. I certainly haven't got eight, eight or nine of them on my fridge. Um, yeah, I think that's all, really. Uh, check out manalpost.com. There's some articles going up there. should be some new ones coming up this week as well. Uh, yeah, so until next week, it's... Uh, oh, you can check us out on Twitter, at manalpost. You can find Colin on Twitter, at... Cass707. And Adam at... AdamSA101. Tom at Elano11 and Greg at Greg Kitchen. Simple, I like it on brand. And yep. you can find me at Roscoe1984. Uh, so, that until next week, that's all from me. It's goodbye from uh, Tom. See you later. Goodbye from Greg. See you later. Goodbye from Adam. Bye. And goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. Until next week, always remember to have your man on the post. <laughs>